Good afternoon. Um, today is November. I think it's like the, is it the 20th? I'm not quite sure. Today's the 14th, the 14th of November. And um, there's a lot of thoughts going through my head. I usually have Saturday morning podcast. I know I'm a little, maybe a month or two out uh, since I've made a last episode you know, with multiple people, I like to interview people most of the time because it's it's nice to have dialogue going amongst others. And I like to interview people and get their perspectives on different subjects. But this week, um, it's just going to be me just doing some introspective thinking about all the things that are taking place. Uh, we are near 2020. We've lost so many people to COVID, to natural causes, um, and even to murders. I just, you know, I have a lot of moments, especially talking to my mom, you know, where we're from, you know, people don't know a lot about Connecticut. They just kind of assume that it's a suburban state that's rich, that has more of a clean cut environment. And it's not like that for many of us. Um, if you grew up in the Hartford area, New Haven, Bridgeport, um, then you kind of understand what I mean when we say it's not that way for us. Um, I grew up in the center of Connecticut and Hartford and the surrounding towns. Um, and just the funerals I've gone to over the years, I'm just reflecting on that. You know, one of my cousins just showed us an article of, you know, a death that we didn't really know the details of years ago in the 90s, but it just came out this week. Um my cousin's brother, his mother was killed when he was just probably a few months old. Um, and drugs are very bad here. Selling drugs, overdosing. Um, just the drug game is really big in Hartford. And I was just reading an article about what actually happened to her. You know, and people are in out of jail and out of jail and out of jail. My mom goes to the jail every Saturday and Talks to a room full of men that a funeral will be next week and they don't even know it yet. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've lost um, just growing up in general. People my age, people younger than me, people older than me and walking up to their caskets. And um, people wonder why I'm kind of blunt. Why when it comes to church and, and God and when you're talking to people. Why we're, we look at it from like the harshest point of view, like that hell is real and that people are going. The rest of the, the rest of the church world is, is has the whole narrative of God is love. And he just wants you to just try him out and forget all the rules, forget all that religious stuff and just build relationship and be spiritual. You know, God just loves you so much. And yeah, God loves you. But when you're walking up to caskets and you're seeing people in there before they time, it don't have to be. And make you look at life differently. When you're watching people go to hell back to back to back and they thought they had more time, your urgency is so different. So me, the way my family looks at um, God and, and hell and heaven is so different than a lot of people. A lot of church folks aren't familiar with the street world. So they only see a certain angle of it when they out witnessing with a church maybe once in a blue moon. But we've lived in these environments and... When you see what the devil is doing to people, it just makes you wonder like, dag, I got to save somebody. I don't have time to sugarcoat nothing. I ain't got time 
to beat around no bushes and people are going to hell every second and my heart just hurts I was reading an article just a few minutes ago we didn't know what happened back then but now we know the guy I guess he confessed that he was just chilling with her they was drinking and stuff um and he just something just came over him and he just sliced her throat and then you would think that would be enough when you know you already kind of gutted somebody he began to stab her until the knife broke and I, you don't know how many times I, so many people I've known who've been murdered, who've been stabbed to death, who've not just been shot, but just killed different ways. And he stabbed her until the knife broke. And if that don't make it any worse, he took off his clothes and had sex with her after he murdered her and went about his business right around the corner. I mean, when you're a little kid and you find out your mother's dead and all you know is somebody killed her. How do you live the rest of your life after that? Or, or growing up in a housing project, you know, all of us, there's so many different ones in Hartford, there's Stowe Village, there's, um, there was Charter Oak Terrace, there's Bellevue Square, there's um, Nelson Court, uh, Wrights Heights, there's so many different ones in Hartford, North and South End. When you grow up in an environment where you watch people get murdered in front of you or a loved one right in front of your face, you witness it, how do you live the rest of your life? Like, I'm just, there were two murders this week. By two rappers, you know, rappers die all the time, but I'm the type of person when people die, I look into their cases. If they're in my area, I go to the crime scene. Even I used to do that, all that stuff. I think I should have went into journalism and um, I like to get an idea who the person was in life. If I didn't know them, I like to see who they were in life and then check out their deaths. Um, and then just being at their funerals for the most part, it just is the icing on the cake and you can feel the grief is totally different when it's spiritual. When you know that there's a spiritual element to some of these deaths, that they're just not dying and getting killed because somebody got mad. A lot of times, and my mom, when she's preaching or she's talking to young brothers on the street, a lot of times people get in debt with the devil and don't even know. You know, you can have all the nice cars, you can have lots of money, but you, you're going to have to pay that debt at some point. And I, I say this to myself all the time. Like, I love sure things. I'm not going to do nothing if there's no guarantee <coughs> that I'm going to get the better end of the deal. When it comes to buying something, when it comes to dealing with a person romantically, I'm not going to go through with it if, I, if, if it's not a sure thing. And the thing about sin and the devil's stuff and living for him, and he'll bless you. you you'll have the money. You'll have the accolades. People will like you. Everything will be going great. You seem like you'll be so blessed. But he's coming to collect at some point. It's like a credit card. You spend it up. You, you, you having the time of your life, you know, at the mall, buying all kind of stuff. But when that bill comes, you're going to pay. You're not just going to pay, but you're going to pay extra. And that's what we're seeing a lot of, you know, people get in debt with the devil. And he's not just going to take you out. You're going to pay double. You could have got something very small. And when he come to collect, it ain't going to never be worth it. Your, your price tag is always higher than what he initially gives you. So my heart is just, you know, I hope people understand my personality. I kind of don't care if they do or don't. Real recognize is real. I never have problem dealing with people for the most part. But if you're wondering why I'm a harsh person or kind of a little rough around the edges, because we don't have time to sugarcoat nothing. People are going to hell. People are in debt with the devil. Don't know the clock is about to stop for them. Their number is next in line and they're walking past people with the truth every single day. We know the truth. We know God. We have a relationship. We know what it takes to get to heaven. 
and people keeping that to themselves. People, I mean, none of us are promised tomorrow. I can, I might not be here next year, but it's just, I'm just, just reading that article and just looking up, you know, King Von's case and what happened. And because his, what happened was, I didn't know who he was as a rapper. I don't listen to secular music at all. Um, but his autopsy photos got leaked and I was like, yee. And I'm morbid, so of course I'm a look and look into it and all of that. So I started looking at all his interviews, his music videos, everything up leading up to his death and what happened after his death. And so it really intrigued me. So me and my mother was talking about it because both of us, you know, we think the same way. You know, there's a part of us that really yearns to help people, you know, that other people really can't get to. Um, and just reading up on these different cases, it was another dude named Mo from Texas that like, got murdered this week, I believe, as well. And these people, they left their children, they left their girl, they left their houses, they left their nice cars, their foreign cars, all this money. None of that could help them. And, and I was talking about my favorite battle rapper because I love, I usually love URL. I used to study battle rap because the history, not the history, but the poetry of wordplay is so beautiful sometimes. They do a lot of cussing and a lot of um, gun toting bars, but I love to hear wordplay. I love the poetry. I, I can appreciate the art form. So Loaded Lux is one of my favorite um, battle rappers and um his battle against calico is my favorite and i i introduce to people who don't know battle rap because that's the one where he just preaching to this nigga excuse me <laughs> he just preaching to him about that street stuff that street life you you toting all these guns but it don't mean nothing that stuff that there's no there's nothing great about it it's going to end the same way. It's going to end in your demise. So the, the premise of his whole entire round, his third round was my favorite. He telling he Calico, you know, your father wasn't no gangster. He was just another lost nigga. And one of his lines during that um, round was, is your money being long worth your lifespan being shorter? And I think that's my whole generation, not just my generation, but the culture, the music, everything the violence, you know, you see all the flashy stuff. Now, I'm flashy in a way. See, when you grew up not having a lot, it kind of makes you like that, unfortunately. And I try to tuck it in, but that comes out every once in a while. You know, if you floss and you're doing well in life, it's okay to do that. But the media has made it so all you see is the flash of the street. But they never show you that other side of the street that come looking for you. That karma that swing back around. I love power. You know, the season just ended last year. Was it last year or earlier in the year? I don't remember. But um, people like still expecting ghosts to be alive. Like, how is ghost going to be alive after all that bad karma? Ghost murders so many people. He was a narcissist. To me, even though he was fine, people gave him a pass, but I never did. I, I wasn't a fan of ghosts because to me, he was whack. He, he looked out for himself. He didn't care really about nobody else. Um, and Tariq, I don't blame him for shooting him in the end. But... When you live a life like that and then you try to come out of it, the devil ain't forget what you used to do. It's like a boomerang effect. The only thing that can really save you is God. And um, I don't know. This is longer than it needs to be, but I was just, just doing some thinking, you know, we need to take life serious. Coronavirus kind of should have showed us that this year. I don't think it did for many because people are still wilding. People still have left the church and are out here living a best life like nothing can go wrong. And that's astounding to me. At a time where nothing is promised and you have lost people of all ages that you would never expect to lose with no underlying health conditions. This has been such a wake up call. We can't even go to church. 
So I I don't know what kind of episode this is. It's just some of my random thoughts because the podcast is basically that random thoughts. But I hope people stop taking time for granted. We all got a number that's going to get called. We all got a limited amount of time here and we need to use that time wisely and redeem the time. You know, hell, as much as I go to church, I can go to hell just like everybody else. I can't preach to y'all and I'd be a castaway. It goes from the pulpit to the door. We all should be looking inside of ourselves and making sure that our relationship with God is is in good standing. Not just we said a few words, accept the Lord to my heart and yada, yada, yada. Nah, honey, it takes more than that. You need to be baptized in Jesus name. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you need to live an upright lifestyle. That's not conflicting against what the Bible says um, will keep you out of heaven. So I, I don't know. If this will help somebody, I just was just doing some thinking and just thinking about all the deaths of the people that I've lost up until now. And there's so many. I mean, I can't tell you how many funerals my mother has stood up at. And they I, they, they come and find her because she be minding her business. Or sometimes she'll be like, you know what, that's it. I can't take it. I'm getting up. We have been to so many young people's funerals. And 75% of them have been murdered. The rest, you know... Could have been car accident, could have been sick, could have been something. But most of it's been murder. That street life catch up. And they, some of them have been suburban kids trying to be hard and, and end up not being about that life. And, and that life show them that they ain't about that life. Or it's been kids who've been born and raised in a struggle and it caught up with them either way. So she stood about funerals and like, y'all, she pleaded. I've watched her plead with young people, young brothers, and they pouring their hearts out crying because they... They do it in a, in a coffin. He don't even look like himself. Like, they all got their baseball caps spray painted, their shirts spray painted with his name and stuff. And um, she she pleads with them, like, don't you know you could be next? This could be you next week. I mean, who told you you had time? The street is show you the glam, but it's, it's never going to show you how it feels to be in this box. You can only see it. Can you imagine what it feel like when people first die and they wake up in hell? Can you imagine that? The reality, you high, you drunk, but you wake up completely sober in a real place that's just as, as real as earth is. You're just as alive there as you were here. But nobody, your loved ones, you can't even get to them no more in darkness. Um, I'm not going to make this long, like I said, but I, I just hope that we take time and each other, you know, more seriously because... It ain't promised. It ain't promised. So I, I vow really to live my life daily, checking, say, God, am I right? God, what can I do to help somebody else see you? <sighs> well, that's it for my Saturday podcast for November. Maybe I'll do another one next week. But I hope you guys are doing something in as well during this time. And I hope something just said that could help you. Have a blessed day.